post yesterday on Facebook. Um, and this girl wrote on her post, she said, is Jesus Christ also God? She was basically stating the Christian doctrine that we've known our entire lives that we've kind of, many of us have kind of all known. Uh, sorry, my hair is all over the place. But many of us have kind of all heard before as kids growing up, you know, the Trinity, God, you know, the Father, the Holy Ghost, Jesus and God both being one person or one being. Um, I have to admit, um, this is something that I have also believed my entire life. I, I would say my entire life as a kid, when I first heard it, I thought to myself as a child, I thought, well, Jesus is God's son. And I remember I actually used to say prayers to Jesus. I personally, as a kid, I prayed when I was a kid, I used to say prayers to just Jesus. And then as an adult, I heard more that Jesus is God and God is Jesus. And they're like one. So you're not supposed to pray to Jesus that you're just pray to God. So that's what I heard. That's what I've always thought and believed. But the scriptures honestly tell us somewhat of a different story. And it's honestly a little confusing, which is why I want to start right here in our Bible study tonight. Um, and you guys know the story, uh, the, the, the verse in the beginning was the word and the word, uh, was with God <clears throat> and the word was God. I believe that verse is some confusing, uh, is, is causing us some confusion. Um, I believe <clears throat> when we see in many places in the Bible where it says that, um, when you see the son, you have also seen the father. And many people believe that is another place. Well, who is Jesus is God because if I've seen the father, I've seen the son. So there's a few, I've heard the people say that, you know, um, there's one guy um, even commented on her post on Facebook and he said that, you know, ice is frozen, water, uh, and, you know, frozen ice, water, and mist, right? I've heard that um, example explained many, many times, but I'm going to try to go through this really, really quick and try to give us some uh, uh, scriptural understanding. Uh, is Jesus Christ also God, um, the Father? <clears throat> in the beginning was the word John 1 and 1 in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God the same was in the beginning with God all things were made by him and without him was not anything made that was made this word was God this is an area of confusion for sure this is getting has us all like what in the world the word was God now we know the word is Jesus right when they say in the beginning was the word meaning in the beginning was Jesus and, G and then the word was with God Jesus was with God and Jesus is God what in the world what Jesus is God I thought Jesus was God's son right so let me let me go to Isaiah 9 and 6 check this out for unto us a child is born unto us a son is given and the government shall be upon his shoulders and his name shall be called wonderful counselor the mighty god the everlasting father the prince of peace so here's the prophet isaiah saying that jesus would be called wonderful counselor god mighty god he will be called everlasting father and the prince of peace we know he's talking about jesus because he said for unto us a child is born so he said jesus will be called god that is very confusing right and you know what i'm starting to realize as I dive more into this truth and as I have been exposed more to this truth, and if you read the Bible with new eyes now, 
that Jesus Christ, his name and God is interchangeable many times throughout the Bible. So because it said he would be called God, it would be called mighty God, everlasting fathers, prince of peace. So Jesus would be called our father. Right. Jesus would be called God. I mean, you would be like, thank you, God. Some people are saying, saying, thank you, God. They're saying, thank you, Jesus. So the names are interchangeable and it's a little confusing. But Jesus is not God. Jesus is a God or Jesus is God. So it's similar. I'm going to keep giving us some scriptures on this. It's similar to me saying that my daughter is me. That's OK. We talk about this. So when Jesus says that him and his, him and his father are one, right? Because he said we're one spirit. He's meaning that he's in alignment or he's in agreement with his father, meaning they're in one thought. He's not talking about some mystical, um, out of this world, Avengers, Marvel comic, you know, monster interchange together type of, of um, experiment, right? He's talking that they are in one mind, they're one sound, they're in alignment together in who they are. Check this out. Colossians 1.12. Giving thanks unto the Father, which hath made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light, who hath delivered us from the power of darkness and hath translated us into the kingdom of his dear Son. Check this out. In whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins. Who is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of every creature. <clears throat> so here the Bible is saying that Jesus is the image of the invisible God. <clears throat> now, God is, is, is not invisible, but he is invisible because no man has seen God except the Father. Now, I know this is, look, this is probably sounding a little confusing, right? God is a being, but he's invisible to us because no person has ever seen him, right? Because if you see God, you, you will die. Because if you see his face, you'll die. Because hey, anybody that see my face, as soon as you see him, you'll drop dead. So you can't see God, otherwise you'll die. So that's why they're calling God here invisible. But no one has seen God except the Father. I mean, I'm sorry, except the Son, right? This is confusing, right? Leo, what is this? Right? Um, Moses saw the back of God, right? And that's why God said to Moses, I'm going to cover your face, and then I'm going to move past you. Right? He said, I'm going to cover your eyes, and I'm going to move past you. I mean, God got hands. Wow, that's weird, right? God said he was going to cover... Moses' eyes and then walked past him. So Moses couldn't see his face, but he said, you could see the back part of me. And he said, Moses seen God back part. So Moses seen the back of God and went, oh, okay. He got uh, white woolly hair, right? Because that's, they described God's hair in, in, in Daniel. So he saw the back of what God looked like, but he couldn't see God in the face because he would die. Anyways, the whole point of saying this is that um, Jesus is the expressed image of God as Colossians uh, said. Check this out. Um, in Hebrews 1 and 1, God who at certainly times and in divers manner spake in time past unto the fathers by the prophets. Hold on, I'm going to all. Let's go Hebrews 1 and 3. Who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person. So Jesus is the brightness of his glory and the express image of his persons. In Colossians, right before that, you know, we read Colossians 1 and 12 and it says uh, he, he is the image of the invisible God. So not only is Jesus the image of God, but he is the expressed image of God as well. So what in the world is Leo? What is the expressed image of God? So my daughter is the express image of myself, meaning she has my DNA. My daughter, her name is Nyala. 
she is a Dunson or is Dunson. Just as much as I am Dunson, she is Dunson. So Jesus is God because Jesus has God's DNA, meaning he is a God or he is God. He is both fully man and fully God. Jesus literally has God's DNA. I, one of the biggest problems uh, the, the, the person was having who made this post was she said that how could uh, anybody, how could Jesus not be God when God said that nobody um, has sinned except the Father? And he, I, I believe it's what she said. Nobody sinned except the Father, but Jesus ain't God, right? But Jesus is God, <laughs> right? It just said he is a God. So if God, if that, let's, if, if, I think a better illustration of this is if you take, um, for example, you know, like the Thor, like Thor, the, the, the um, Avengers, the Asgardians, right? So uh, is, is, is Thor not an Asgardian? Of course he's an Asgardian, right? Uh, well, no, Thor isn't, isn't mixed, right? <laughs> right? Right? I was going to say he half human, half, but he not. You know, he, he fully, you know, Asgardian. The point being this, that God is a being. Jesus is a being. They're both one in, in, in mind and in alignment and agreement. And then they're also both, they both look alike. Because Jesus has his DNA and he is his father. So he said, he's my express image. Meaning he's me, my express image. You ain't never seen nobody who look like their dad. I've seen a lot of people who look just like their dad. You the express image. They say, boy, you look just like your daddy. So he expressed image. Check this out. Genesis 1, 26. And God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness. Well, who is God talking to? Right. It said, well, in the beginning was the word in the beginning was Jesus. So Jesus was there at the beginning and, and the word was with God. Jesus was with God. So he was there at the beginning. Right. Jesus has been there throughout all. all. So this is why it's confusion, because we understand that Jesus has been there from the very beginning. He's been throughout all civilization. Everything that we've seen happen. He was with us in the wilderness. God, I'm preaching, went through us when we walked under the uh, under the, uh, you know, when they parted the Red Sea. He went with us then. He was with us in the wilderness. We was walking with the manna. He was with the prophets. He was with David. So Jesus has always been here. So that's why it's kind of confusing because you're like, well, was that God or was that Jesus? That was actually Jesus. He was actually with us that whole time, as it says here. So God says, Jesus, let us make man in our image. So the first, so the first man looked like God, because God said he's going to look like me. And God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils. Now I have personally never seen white dirt. That's okay. I'm going to get in trouble today. <laughs> dirt is your normally black or brown. That's just facts. You made dirt of the ground. If I made the first man, if I made his skin a color, I made him from the dirt of the ground, right? So I grabbed him and I made him dirt. I made, put dirt. Dirt was how I made his skin. That's what literally what it said. So it just is what it is, right? You, you just take it or leave it. Even science says that if you line it up with science, with man science and anthropology and every anthropologist on, on the planet says that the first human being came from Africa. Well, we know what color they are there. And God says the first human being was made in Africa in the Garden of Eden, which is in Africa. So if that's the case, then this would mean this first man had to be the color of dirt, as God says it is right here. So we know already what Jesus looks like. It describes him in Revelations 1.14. If you haven't read it, go read it. 1.14, it gives it says he has burnt brown feet. If you go to Daniel 10 and 5, it tells you that Jesus' arms are polished brass. So uh, what does God look like? Because it says he's the express image of God. Well, let's look at Daniel 7 and 9. I beheld the thrones were cast down and the ancients of days did sit. So, so Daniel saying he, he held somebody sitting on the throne, the ancients of days, ancient of days. That is God because God is before days. He's before time, right? So he's the ancient of days. He's older than time. 
whose garment was white as snow. Wow, this sounds very familiar to Revelations 1 and 14. So the express image of God, he had the same garment on and it said his hair, the, and it says the hair of his head was, uh, uh, check this out, was like pure wool. So this is goes right back to what Jesus looked like in Revelations 1 and 14 with woolly hair, right? Woolly hair. You can see my hair, woolly hair, right? And so Jesus got woolly hair in, in Re Revelations 1, 14 and in Daniel uh, 10 and 5. And it says that the ancients of days, which is God, the person that was born before days, says that he has woolly hair. So when they say the express image of God, he literally means that Jesus looks like God. And when Jesus says, I am one with my father, he literally means that I am in alignment or in agreement with my father. Let me uh, uh, read, read where he says this at John 10, 29. <clears throat> my father, which gave them me is greater than all. And no man is able to pluck them out of my father's hand. I and my father are one. So look, here's Jesus saying, I and my father are one, stating that I am a being when he says I and stating that his father is a being by saying my father, right? When he said we should pray, he said we should pray to our father. So how it was so, <laughs> so you know what's funny, it, this is crazy. We says you, you should pray to, to our father, right? So Jesus wouldn't, didn't say pray to me or when he says all the many, many times when Jesus says, I'm going to go pray in the Bible, I'm going to go pray, I'm going to go pray. He didn't go pray to himself. He went to go pray to his father. So that says that him and his father are two different things. So I hope we can understand this is really kind of an elementary teaching, but I do understand why so many people have been lost um, in this concept. I myself have been lost for many, many years. Um, like I said, as a kid, I thought Jesus was separate from God. Once I became an adult, I got, you know, real into really heavy into Christianity. And many of the pastors that I come across have tried to explain to me and told me they're the same thing. They're the same person. So they one being. And that's just not factually true. They're two different people. They're two. I mean, well, I don't want to say people, but let, let's say celestial beings or things that are outside of something that we can understand or explain. But they are both two different things. Even in Revelations in the end. And I've been preaching about Revelations. Y'all know for a uh, for the last few weeks. Um, when the when the seal can't be opened, remember that the ancient of days is already sitting on the throne, and Jesus comes as the Lamb to open the seal. They said no one can open the seal. They already look all the angels, no man, nobody can open the seal except the Lamb. So now here's the Lamb and somebody sitting on the throne. So that's two different people right there. That's two different beings. So that shows that Jesus and His Father are not one transfigured transformer type of thing, where it's like you jump inside of me, Power Rangers, and we become one thing. No, they are two different things, literally two different, with with all power being two. God, y'all don't hear me preaching. So, um, what this is what's interesting is Jesus is God, right? Because He has God's DNA, so He is a uh, God, the Son. Our Father God is God the Father, right? So Jesus is God the Son, and our Father God is God the Father. This shouldn't be that hard to understand if you if we think about the fact that God called us gods, meaning the Israelites, meaning God's chosen people he called gods. Check this out, Psalm 820, uh, uh, 82 and 6. I have said, ye are gods, and all of you are children of of the most high so the israelites the true biblical israelites who is us the most high god said we are gods so i mean in 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 in, in, in psalms it's little g gods so if we are, are gods 
and we are just people who God chose. He could have chose any nation, right? God could have chose any nation, but he just just happened to choose us. He could have just randomly picked the people and say, uh, you know what? Instead, I, instead of it coming from Sham and then Abraham, you know what? Instead, I wanted to go from Jephthah. I wanted to come from Ham. He could have chose anything. You know what? No, whatever, you know, have another son. I'm, I'm going to have it come from that people. He could have chose any people. He just chose to give his laws and commandments to us. And he said, we are gods, many gods. So then how much more? Would Jesus the Christ, the Father's only begotten Son, be a God? <laughs> right? So that means he is literally God. Well, he is literally from God's DNA. Right? So for Jesus to be called God, it's not blasphemous. He is a God, and he is God. Look, check this out. Um, in uh, John 10, 34. Jesus answered, Is it not written in your law, ye are God's? If he called them gods unto whom the word of God came and the scripture cannot be broken, say ye of him whom the father sanctified and sent into the world, thou blasphemous because I said I am the son of God? If do not, if do not the works of my father, if I do not the works of my father, believe me not. But if I do, though you believe not me, believe the works that ye may know and believe that the Father is in me and I am in him. So Jesus is basically saying, if he called you God, <laughs> if he called y'all God, because Jesus is talking to Israel here, he said, if he called y'all gods and you ain't his blood, I'm his blood, then that means I am fully God. He is in me and I am in him. That's straight up because I'm his blood. So be, <laughs> so understand what I'm saying, right? So Jesus and God are separate. They're two different beings. However, Jesus is fully God and would be called God throughout all of history as he was called God and wonderful counselor and uh, uh, redeemer, savior, father, prince of peace. Um, so lastly, um, I don't know if you guys remember in the, uh, when, when, they were, when John was baptizing Jesus in, uh, in John 1, 29, uh, uh, check this out. The next day, John see of Jesus coming into him and said, behold, the lamb of God which taketh away the sin of the world. A lamb is literally a child of a sheep. That's literally what a, what a lamb is. So if you take a sheep, if I seen a, a sheep have a baby, I'd say, wow, there's the sheep's lamb. So God is the sheep and, and, uh, and, um, and Jesus is the lamb of God, meaning that Jesus is God's little offspring, his baby, his son, right? His child. So when he says, I'm the son of God, it's literally who he is. Right here. Uh, so this is not uh, really, really hard to understand, um, but it is a, a, a little difficult because we don't understand. So I want you to get this. So y'all. So we really uh, kind of hammered that hammering this down. Jesus was 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 God's son sent here to take away the sins of the world, as uh, John uh, spoke about um, without Jesus, we would be forever separated from God. Because all of us have sinned one time of another um, in sin, which is funny because my whole life I really never understood what sin was until the last four or five years, right? And, I, and, 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 and if you're a Christian, I know for a fact you don't know what sin is because I've been a Christian my whole life and we don't know what sin is. We just assume sin is if you do something bad, right? Like if you do something bad, if you curse, you sin, right? But what, what the, that doesn't make no sense, right? So if I say F this, I sin. If I jump off a building, I sin. Where is the, shouldn't God give us like a, a outline of what sin is? Because otherwise, what is sin? Right? And, and, and he does. Right? Since I came into this truth, 
He does. Listen to this. John 3, 4. Whosoever committed sin transgresses, transgress also the law. Check this out. For sin is the transgression of the law. So sin literally means to break God's laws, commandments, and statutes. Right? This is literally what it says. This is the New Testament. I ain't even read y'all no Old Testament. This is literally just the New Testament that I'm giving you. Because you know a lot of Christians say, oh, don't read the Old Testament. So I'm just reading the New Testament. And it says that sin is the transgression of the law. So wait a minute here. Uh, if Jesus came to die for the sins of the world, and sin is only when you break the law. So we, so, so we have to know that we have to follow the laws in order to accept Jesus for whenever we break the law. That's okay. This is so easy. This is like for a kid, but it's hard to understand it. So Jesus came and died. God literally sacrificed his only son as payment for our sins so that we can have eternal life with the father in heaven um, by his son being our sacrificial lamb. Understand this. And I'm just going to go really, really quick. As the Israelites were walking in the wilderness and we were received when we re when we received the law, well, you know, really we received the laws before. But anyways, once we received the laws for us, and it's written down for us for the Bible, um, every law that God gave us, for the most part, God knew we were sinful people. So he pretty much gave us a way to be redeemed when we broke that law. So, for example, if you were committed adultery or well, not adultery, but if you committed some, you know, uh, you robbed or stealed or stole or whatever, there were so many different laws. I mean, there were there were redemptions for these uh, for you breaking these laws. Go kill a dove. Go kill a bird. Go kill a goat kill this and bring it to the priest and the priest shall atone for your sins. Bring me a burnt offering and the, and the priest shall atone for your sins. So the priest would atone for our sins, meaning for us breaking the law. So the, the, the priest would go and present these sacrifices to atone for us breaking the law. Jesus now is the sacrifice for us of the, is the, um, it's the sacrifice now for us if we break the law, right? I hope it, the law. So tomorrow, if I don't wear my fringes, right? I got to repent. Jesus is my, that's okay. You don't want to hear it. Um, let, let's lastly, to wrap this up, um, the Bible says that whoever, who, um, whoever comes, uh, whoever will overcome the world, the Bible, first John five and five. So y'all can go to it. Whoever is to overcome the world, but is he that believeth that Jesus is the son of God. So it says, um, he that overcometh the world. So he that will gain eternal life is he that believes that Jesus is the son of God. That is very important, right? That's kind of scary important, right? Because like I said, we've been taught that Jesus isn't really the son of God, but he's God, not the son of God, but God. But we're not far off, right? But we are off. Right. Jesus is another being separate from God, and he is literally the son of God. So God himself created the laws. God himself gave the ultimate ultimate sacrifice for our redemption, which was his only uh, begotten son. Hopefully this wasn't too confusing. Um, I pray that you leave this study understanding that God and Jesus are of one mind. So that's what he means when he says me and my father are one. They are in agreement and in 100% in accord with everything. That God and Jesus literally, when he says the express image, he means that he literally looks like his father as many children look like their parents. 
Um, and most importantly, they are two separate beings. There is no Trinity doctrine or any uh, magical twist. They are two separate beings. The Trinity is like a like a transformer, like a Avengers. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, uh, uh, Iron Man. Uh, he's like, I get out of him and I get into my Iron Man suit and I'm one thing. No, Jesus already has the power of the suit outside of the. <laughs> That's right. Outside of the suit. You know what I mean? He don't need to get in the suit to have the power. He's fully God outside the suit. He don't need to get into God. That's okay. So um, the more I read God's words with these new eyes, honestly, the more I do, it reminds me of the scripture in Matthew 18 and 3 uh, when it says, um, And verily I say unto you, except ye be converted and become as little children, ye shall not enter into the kingdom of heavens. Check this out. Whosoever therefore shall humble himself as a child, the same is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. When I asked my daughter a while ago, who is God and who is Jesus? She literally said to me that God is Jesus's dad and Jesus is God's son. So the children understand this, but it's us as adults who um, confuse the word who put in our own bias, who put in our own interpretation as the years and years and years have went by, we've created our own interpretations of what the word says. But if you go ask any child, any child that reads these scriptures over and over again, when Jesus says, I'm praying to my father, I'm praying to my father, I love my father, I love my father, or my father, Abba said, you know, why have you forsaken me talking to his father? If you go talk to any child almost on planet earth and ask them, who is Jesus and who is God? They will literally say to you, literally say to you that Jesus is a whole nother being who is God's son. And God is a whole nother being, a super being, ancient of days who is Jesus's father and who is also your father um, as well. Um, please receive all this in Jesus' name. Uh, do not be stiff-necked. Accept the scriptures and humble yourself to the word of God. Not my words, but the word of God that I just read to you here today. Amen. And do not conform to the patterns of this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. What is the patterns of this world? What is popular in this world? Is it popular to be a conservative or a liberal? Is it popular to be for or against abortions? Is it popular to be for or against religious freedom? Is it popular to be for or against traditional mar marriage? What is the patterns of this world? And all we got is a pair of Jordans and my nice car outside. Okay? And that's it. That's it. We should have assets just like they do. They got a whole country with that same amount. It's our decision-making. That should tell us that we don't need reparations, but we need reconciliation. We need to start operating our lives as a nation within a nation. In order to make black America great again, or in order to lift, uplift our brothers, in order to be my brother's keeper, I have to freely help my brother, right? Those, already, uh, those who already have possessions should freely help and assist the rest of us also possess the same as you. Not fight the battle for them, but fight the battle alongside of them. Not a handout, but many, many hands up. Not alone, but lending. God, I'm preaching.